I'm Stephanie Wolf with a brief look at the latest news in Texas politics and policy from the Texas Tribune. A man who killed 23 people and injured 22 others at an El Paso Walmart nearly four years ago heard testimony from his victims' loved ones this week. The 24-year-old resident of Allen, Texas, pleaded guilty earlier this year and is expected to get 90 consecutive life sentences as part of a plea deal. That came after the U.S. Department of Justice decided not to seek the death penalty. The federal case's sentencing phase began Wednesday morning in a U.S. district courtroom in El Paso. And during the first two days of the hearing, relatives of people he killed had the chance to speak. Some called the gunman an evil parasite, a monster, and a coward. The gunman had driven from the Dallas suburb to the border town of El Paso on August 3, 2019, where he opened fire on Walmart shoppers and workers. He reportedly later told law enforcement he wanted to kill as many Mexicans as possible. He pleaded guilty to 90 counts, including hate crime resulting in death and use of a firearm to commit murder. The brother of one victim told the shooter he wishes him, quote, all the sadness in the world. A mother, whose nine-year-old daughter survived the shooting, said she hopes the gunman remembers the sound of her child's cries. I want them to haunt you, she said. Survivors of the shooting spoke about how much it traumatized them and continues to affect their young lives as they cope with PTSD, panic attacks, anxiety, and depression. The sentencing phase is anticipated to last through at least today. The gunman is also expected to make a statement. A resolution providing Texans property tax relief continues to evade Republicans as they go back and forth over whether homeowners or businesses should see the bigger benefit. Now, Democrats decided to get in on the game with their own proposal that would bring aid to a different subset of taxpayers, renters. State Representative John Bryant is a Dallas Democrat. He helped craft his party's tax cut package that includes relief for tenants. Here he is speaking at a news conference yesterday. You can't talk about property tax reductions without talking about every Texan, not only homeowners, but also the 3.8 million householders who rent their homes. Renters account for more than a third of Texas households. Their monthly rental payments contribute to about a quarter of the state's school property taxes. And their rents have skyrocketed in recent years as the state faces increasing demand for housing and limited inventory. Texas doesn't give a direct tax break to renters, and the GOP proposals lack anything that would definitively benefit them. Under the Democratic plan, renters would see a cash refund equaling up to 10% of rent they paid the prior year. The comptroller's office would calculate the cash rebate. It is unclear how long the program would last, but Democrats capped spending at $3.8 billion. Though some GOP lawmakers and tax policy experts argue that renters would see relief if a certain amount of money is sent to school districts so they can lower their tax rates. This is a method called compression that some state legislators and Governor Greg Abbott have advocated for, though the two chambers have struggled to agree on how much money to put toward compression. 
Experts also say tenants are unlikely to see their rents drop as a result of tax cuts. And the Democrats' tax plan, homeowners would also see relief, with their homestead exemption climbing to $100,000 or 25% of their home's appraised value, whichever is higher. Democrats would also set aside funds to cut school property taxes, though not as much as Republicans. And they've proposed to boost the state's per-student basic allotment for districts and include a pay bump for teachers. Texas will receive more than $60 million in federal money to bolster the state's power grid against extreme weather. In a statement, U.S. Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm said the funds will help modernize the state's grid to better weather extreme climate events and also improve general reliability. The Texas Division of Emergency Management will determine the guidelines for how to use the funds. Grid reliance has been a big topic of discussion since a severe winter storm in 2021 caused outages that led to deaths across the state. More recent storms, including winter weather at the beginning of the year and severe storms last month, have also challenged the electric grid, forcing operators to ask Texans to limit their usage of electricity. Check for updates to any of these stories at texastribune.org and follow The Brief podcast for daily news updates wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie Wolf with the Texas Tribune. You've been briefed. Today's brief is brought to you by Raise Your Hand, Texas. Raise Your Hand, Texas believes that no matter what an education voucher is called, the policy is the same. Vouchers divert public funds to private schools and vendors. Learn more at raiseyourhandtexas.org. And hear from Colin Allred, Barry Weiss, Douglas Brinkley, Mary Trump, and many others at the 2023 Texas Tribune Festival. That's happening September 21st to the 23rd in Austin. Join us for conversations that matter with leaders in politics, technology, education, and culture. Learn more at tripfest.org.